throwing them food around like these things. And so they all grow and grow and grow. And all of a sudden, you've got these chickens that are walking around and laying eggs everywhere. And then you've got this one eagle that's walking around everywhere. Fucking down. Pretending to be a chicken. It's this giant chicken that's going, these eagles, they're not little creatures. They're like big stonking birds. And they're just ducking around being a chicken. All this thing, and this, um, what was like when I came to pass the farm one day, and he used to look at the farm and stuff. Like, he just fell out of the nest, and I've raised him, and he, he thinks he's a chicken. But he's not a chicken, he's been, anyway, this, this, this um, ecology guy, he decided that he wanted to try and get this thing to be an eagle. And so he took it up on top of the, the barn and, and put it there, and said, if I could get it up a bit higher, it might fly. And so he took it up there, and all the time the eagle was looking back down at the ground, and, He's like, trying to throw it off the thing, and all it does is back down to the other ship. And start pecking away and following away that way. And so he finds, he goes up, and goes up, takes it a bit far, and finds the, the place where the nest was up there, and he picks up the tree and starts to slide back down there, and eventually picks up one foot. And he lifts it up, and holds this eagle up, and then as he's holding this eagle up, and pointing it sort of directly at the sun, so to speak, this, this other eagle starts flying above, and the old eagle ball thing. The dairy released the eagle from the top of the cliff and it just went down and, and took off and, and saw it. I don't know if the, the eagle ever sort of sat there because the eagle never wrote a letter back and, and shared his thoughts after that. So I don't know if the eagle ever missed being a chicken or he ever thought about, I want to go back to my farm and be a chicken, but he, he saw it off within that. And, and I don't know, I think a lot of us are sometimes like that, that evil, we don't really have a clear understanding of who we are, we run around with these things and this idea of this lack of understanding about who we are, pretending to be chickens, when we're eagles that should be soaring up in, in higher sight. So Paul had a clear image of who he was, he had a clear understanding that he was free within these things, but, and not just a Roman citizen, but free because he was a child of God, free because he was a citizen of heaven. But, he knew a whole bunch of Jews because he'd grown up with them and he'd supported Christians with them. And, um, yeah, I'll, yeah, that's important. So, I think that's the New Testament. He had a whole bunch of people that just sort of, really, Paul was a mafia member. If you think about Bibles and all the authors of the Bibles, you can place Paul as a member of a mafia. That's, that's really where he started and very human. And so he's there, and he's just this interesting thing. I became like a Jew to the Jews. So he's someone that's free to go anywhere, but he decided that he was going to become like a Jew. Now, to be a proper Jew, and he says at one point, I was the best Jew ever. No one was more of a Jew than I am. I was the chief one. There are 613 laws that you need to follow to be a Jew. I don't even know if I can count that one. Let alone recite all the different things that you need to do. But he chose to do that. So that these people that follow all that might have an opportunity to hear what he said. And then there's this other group of people that they had no place or understanding of these Jewish customs or Jewish laws. And instead of just putting that Jewish hat on and following all those laws and trying to place them under that, some people would do that. They would be like, there's no going to do it. He just went in there and hung out with them. And he was free. And he just understood who they were. He really um, just studied culture. I guess it's not as a lot of things about and we have to talk about what cultures and places are being that need the message of heaven, need the message of God, 
maybe they don't like that statement. Uh, for instance, um, one of the things that I, I mentioned was one of the Friday nights, it's a couple of days ago, so I'm scratching my memory, so I still that. Friday night, we were hanging out down here at school and playing carols. And what we do carols is we normally set up our carols here, and next, next Sunday night, we do a whole bunch of carols. We do a family faithful and angels of bird and angels here and another theology song. And, um, Oh Holy Night and Cross the King Christmas and all these other different pieces in there. Um, so there's one, a couple of carols we won't, we won't be singing that this old fellow with a big beard is coming to town to break his little big cows and just take him out of the blue card. And um, we'll be singing again because you know, this is not something we do. Now I grew up in this. When, when God grabbed hold of my heart, I was influenced by some, um, by some preaching, by some teaching. I was influenced by them in such a way to believe that that, that Santa was, uh, I'm going to get this word right again, Matt. Sorry? Anagram. Thank you. Thank you. My brain is not working. Well, that's in there. Anagram of Satan. If you grab the letters of Santa and rearrange them, you get Satan. Just like if you grab the letters of dog and rearrange them, you get God. Or if you grab the letters of wow and rearrange them, you get wow. Um, that's how you stand. Wow. I got this teaching that, that Santa equals Satan. And he's the gifts of Satan. And another thing to just prove that, in case the letters weren't enough, well, the devil, whenever you draw the devil, what color do you color in? Red. Red. There you go. And, and uh, what color is Santa? Red and white. He's white as possible. So I wrote with this understanding that Satan equals Santa. And, and so it lived in me. I would never sing these things that I remember as a parent. There is no way I'll ever do Santa with my kids. There's no box. We're not going to get anywhere near that Satan fellow at shopping centers. I don't walk past Santa's and shopping. And um, casting devils out of Santa's seats. And then I learned something. I learned about this wonderful fellow called St. Nicholas, who was a bishop in Western Europe, who went around actually giving gold um, at Christmas time to the poor. And he would go around and start leaving things. And actually, one of the things that they start doing is they start putting clothes outside and they put bags of gold in these clothes. And the story goes that one, one time there was uh, a shoemaker, I think it was, and that hung stockings next to the fireplace to, to dry. And he threw in three bags of gold and they landed in these stockings. And that's where we get hanging stockings at Christmas time in this gold. And you know, pawn brokers, how they got the three gold balls, the symbol of the pawn brokers, three gold balls. And that comes from the same story about three bags of gold. Actually, it was a pawnbroker, not a, a shoemaker. That, that was there. So three bags of gold is a symbol for a pawnbroker, and that comes from that story as well. So pawnbroker is a symbol for a pawnbroker comes from Santa. Um, so St. Nicholas was someone that became revered, and then they start, I don't know, um, the German, the saint, and St. Christos, um, Nicholas Christos, somewhere along the line that comes in German translation of the name and we get Claus from the whole translation of the name for that. Sorry about that story, everyone's going to research the 
very good in one way. And we did that, we had, well, there is someone I can celebrate, even more so. I was told that Coke made Santa red. No, because you look at Cardinals, if you look at Vatican, what colour is the Cardinals? What rose is the red? Red. Um, and that was actually a colour that the bishops in Eastern Europe, um, Eastern Europe, yes, Eastern Europe would wear red, red robes. And probably at that time of year would have had a fur lining sort of to stick through. So I've been really good for my Santa Comfort, but I still don't do Santa with my kids or anything like that, but they get very excited about Santa like that. But so on Friday night, we, we were hanging out with a whole bunch of people that desperately need to hear something about heaven. And there's a whole bunch of hurt and a whole bunch of pain and a whole bunch of lack of understanding and, and I know some of them and I know their stories and they need something of heaven to, to write their lives together in. Yeah, and that's the privilege of hanging out there and being with But how I talk in here and the songs that we did tonight, if we had a popped up on stage Friday night and, and, and started going, Different things like in Oz, I've got this whole thing where I don't drink alcohol. 
because we have a very bad culture within our young people in Australia regarding alcohol, whereas it's not how we drink and get and that's what can happen. However, if I was in France, it would be an offense for me not to drink something with people. Like this in your school, I've been to find 
called you love. How do you learn? That thing about weight? Would I listen to something? No. Would I think about describing and my God? That's That's not gonna work there, is it? We're gonna find something else. Pokemon cards enable you to enter their world and experience things from their point of view. So you can bring them in and go to the I didn't use the other one. So I put it in the video card. Just like in here, your mum does.
Thank you that your desire in your heart is for all flesh. 